Uh, hi, hi, my name's Mark Grist. I live in the British city of Peterborough. I, I used to be an English teacher. I'm approaching middle age, and I really want to learn how to rap. Last time on Mark Can't Rap. The writing works for me. Like, I love the writing. GCSE grade. To put it in perspective, like, a C grade would be like a passing grade. A D, then. A D. A D. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's been four weeks since I got to rap in front of undefeated battle rap champion Tony D. Okay. My mate Ross is listening to the recording of our conversation. Did you listen to all of it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Uh... Would you... What do you think? Um, it's pretty good. Yes, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, like you, you've you've already come a long way, Mark. Uh, I, you know, I think there's some, there are a couple of like positive things that you can, you can yeah. take out of that. I think. Yeah, I think it's mo- it's mostly positive, isn't it? Like, if you, right? I mean, if it's you not think most, about it, it's not mostly positive. He did give you a, a D, right? You did get like a like a, like a D grade. I think that's 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 a relatively Useful indicator, Mark. Yeah, but that means, like, that definitely means, like, a C or a B is, like, doable. That's good grades, mm-hmm. you know, from from wh- where yeah. I thought I was. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and he liked some of the stuff. He liked, uh, he, said the, he said the writing was good. He liked uh, the line about um, shitting diamonds. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said you had to be more confident. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm trying to do, right? And I... But I, I think here's the thing, Mark. I don't think I don't think it's just a question of taking your existing material and being more confident about it. I think it is also about like having better material which you can then feel confident in. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I hadn't thought about it like that. But don't the, the the important lesson? Yeah, I mean maybe. All oh, right. Yeah, I mean okay. Yeah, yeah. There is okay, a so I need. To I need to. Yeah. It, all right. right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's okay. All right. So it's not. I need to be better. It's not good enough. But a D grade is not the end of the world. Have you ever got a D before? Uh, I think. I bet you have. Yeah, I got one in RE. I think once. I got a bit maths. I got one. Oh, I got one for food tech that was quite bad. Um, what, what happened? I uh, I didn't realize the hob was on, and we had these plastic trays, and I put a stack of plastic trays on the hob, and they melted around the hob. You and you it, cooked a plastic tray. Yeah, you're not even supposed to get mm. grades. Like everyone just got, like the teacher just pretty much gave out A's to everyone and everything really. Um, yeah. So effectively, it was like. You went to Tony's house and you, you melted his kitchen. Yeah, and that's not, not even like a, a cool way, like, because that sounds like it could be quite cool, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I made it sound much cooler than it actually is. Yeah. I had a phone conversation with Tony shortly after I got back, just so we could clarify my homework. In terms of rapping, I would say pick five of your most favourite rap songs by anybody. Mm. Hope I'm preferably someone who's slightly technical or who, who does different who does different flows, practices different flows, mm. like a, a, a buster or something like that. But 
any any rapper, any verse that you happen to like, any any rap song, and learn it and, and rap it. Walk around rapping that. Feel how feel what they do. Feel how they put it together. Then write down your own one. So, following what Tony's suggested, I've been rapping over a bunch of different artists' work, mostly whilst in the car. I don't owe you and no, I don't owe you a motherfucking... Or cooking dinner. Grow up thinking I'm Batman. Every turn is like Gotham. I log into my Twitter page, start bending over like Gollum. Or whilst I'm in the shower. It's been really useful. I've got to try out all these different voices and styles. And I've realised one thing that I do that's different. When I rap, I, I keep filling every spare bit of music with words. I just try to say too much, I think. And I know that I'm doing it, but I feel really uncomfortable if I leave any gaps. Any space for the music where I'm not saying something feels like I'm getting it wrong. There's this one track I've been listening to where these MCs do leave a fair bit of space. It's by Handsome Boy Modeling School with De La Soul and Star Child Excalibur. The track's called If It Wasn't For You. Each MC gets 12 bars to talk about one person or one thing that they really need to thank, that they, that they really owe in some way. I don't understand a lot of what they're talking about. There's all these in-jokes and personal things that are really designed for an audience of just one person. You're my firstborn, my little Capricorn kid. Slid in this world at one pound, eight ounces. My miracle baby, grown into a little lady so fast, like pressing the gas while the tape bounces. Through you, me and your grandfather grew closer. I understand now all he tried to give for me. I want to give it to you the same way, but sometimes for short and you still live for me. 12 bars is a bit easier than 16, right? Maybe I could take the same beat and I could try and write my own sets of 12 bars, each one about a person that's, that's helped me that I would like to thank. If I could write for an audience of one or two, maybe I'd feel more comfortable taking a breath. So I found an instrumental of the beat, started work, but I feel like I need to find another teacher, someone that can help me work out how to edit and think about my breathing. And then I remember meeting this guy, Inja, He's an MC, a really good one. He works in hip hop and drum and bass, and he also delivers rap workshops. Here's an example of his work. Try calling, got no answer, and that hurt me. Said you wanted to speak, but never heard me. So now I'm lost out at sea on the drift. All I hear is wind howling on this rift. Rain soaked my split, so now I'm smokeless. Damp and feeling hopeless. Shipwrecks, so now I'm boatless. Shelterless and homeless, penniless and bogus. Petrified of any sudden change, so I. I arrive at Inge's, and he comes out to meet me with a huge smile on his face. He had a show the night before that went on till 2am, and it went really well. In the first five minutes it takes me to get my equipment set up. He starts tidying the room, he's hanging up washing, he's folding tea towels and chopping things in the kitchen for lunch. I'm immediately aware of his energy. It's like he's always doing three things at once. Right, in squash they say that when you're crap at squash... He's really keen to hear how things went with Tony. They turn up with your gear, and you're running all over the court. Someone who's really good at squash, they stay in one spot. Ping, ping, hit it wherever they want, right? With Tony, when I was sat there going back to back with him, 
I was this. I was shit squash player, right? Hey, Tony's a bad man, <laughs> bro. Tony's a fucking bad man, yeah. bro. But anyone going back to back with him, fam? Fucking <laughs> hell, Tony's a bad man, bro. Like, yeah. I ask, what's the difference between a new performer and someone that's been doing this for a while? Uh, it's the spaces in between. Like, it's literally, it's, it's the spaces in between. Like, as much as rap is the art of what I'm saying, it's also the art of let the silence do a little job as well. What, it's the same been, with poetry. Yeah, I've been terrible at that. I keep trying to fill every, every bit of silence with words. Yeah. And it weakens me. Do you know what I mean? It weakens me as I'm, as I'm, as I'm doing it. But it also, it's, it's also our fear of the unknown. And our fear of, if I say something and give them enough space to think about it, what are they going to think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's like, if I what say they more, gonna they're that? not going to spend any time looking at what I've They're not going to have the time to think, oh my God, he's just said that. Let me just think about that for a second. We move through to the other room for a cup of tea. And I tell Inja how difficult I'm finding this. You're doing stuff that, that as a poet you're not used to because you're delving into the worlds of a rapper, every, you're f to, to actually be able to get to that comfort factor where I'm telling you to just chill back, like that in itself is as big a fight as anything else. I very rarely write bars that are, or, or raps or whatever the fuck you want to call them, that are really, really full, yeah? Because I know when I'm performing them live, I know what I need breath-wise and space-wise. What made me laugh was last year, some, one of my pals was like, yeah, bruv, like, I need you to do, I need you to just do, like, a quick thing over this thing, yeah? And I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. So what, what sort of you think, what sort of thing do you want? And they were like, oh, we just want you to go fucking ham, bruv. We just want you to go in. And I was like, all right, I haven't really done that for a hot minute. Like, not that I don't go in every time I write, but, like, the way he described it, it was like, we want that machine gun relentless flow. And I'm like, yeah, cool. And so then I've written it, and while I'm recording it, I'm like, "This is going to be tight, life," like because I know, I know, I know where I've got the space. The tune took off, and people, people wanted the tune, and like the tune's what been tune released now. But it's like I'll play it to you. I've got it on the computer there. It's called uh, Gunfinger Fam. Bi. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I listened to it. Yeah, it's good. The first verse, yeah, absolutely fine. No problem because it's only 16 bars. Like, not even a double number. Feel that full to me. Inja explains that the second verse is so dense that it's almost impossible for him to perform it live as it was written. Okay, so the initial speed of it would be 175 BPM. Generally, most of the DJs play it anywhere between 4 to 8 BPM faster than it was initially recorded. So this, this, this tune, I'm generally performing it at 180 BPM. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is which is fast. And then and then and then so I go to um, I go to do my thing on it when I'm when I'm going live and I, I basically I edit myself live. I know to deliver this, I'm going to have to drop that word there and that word there and at the end of this bar here, I'm going to have to lose two words for breath. Doing this is making me think of my body more as an engine than when I was doing poetry. Yeah, oh yeah, it is. Like, like, bruv, like, I, like, people, people fucking flip out when I tell them, like, the shit that I do and how much energy I actually use and, and like, absorb. Do you often thinking, 
mechanically about what you're going to be doing with your breath control, with your no, with things. It's muscle memory. Muscle memory, no. It's all muscle memory. It's all muscle memory. Like to the point where, like, was it always muscle memory, or was it? Did you have to train that into yourself? You, well, you train it into yourself, but it's also it's also knowing your work. This makes sense. You don't want to be wasting brain power on stage thinking about delivery. The writing needs to be able to breathe on its own. It's just yeah. it's just knowing your work. So whatever way you memorize your work, that's how you memorize your work. But like but like yeah, the flipping the the, the Gunfinger fan VIP song, that was like I was performing it last year and I was like, okay. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 you 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 wrote too much. But everyone loves it and like they love the recorded version of it and all the rest of it. But when I'm live, I'm like, okay, I have to lose words. Inja's made us some lunch. His signature sweet and sour salmon noodles. I like writing. <laughs> like, doesn't matter what to. Yeah. And actually, take away the poetry title, take away the rap title, MC title. It's just fucking being creative with words, bruv. Why did you start writing? Um, therapy. Because really? I, was, I, was, I was always very lonely. And I was brought up in a time and I moved around to loads of different schools where it was fucking horrible. Like every, every school I moved to was like I would be fighting for fucking basically days because I was the new black kid and fucking nobody liked that. And like, yeah, basically like teachers, <laughs> pupils, like so it was, it was very, very lonely. They, teachers would never give me any time and I, would, uh, I, was, I was that disruptive kid. Did they know about your writing as well? No, because they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they didn't give a fuck, bruv. I was told when I was at school, you're not going to become anything because you're black and you're from Luton. Fuck off. That's what teachers told me. Bare face. Like, bare face, bruv. Like, I had teachers. Teachers used to, like, one teacher, maths teacher, oh, didn't even goodness. fuck around. Didn't even fuck around too tough in his class. Like, I like numbers. Like, but, you know, man was always, like, chirpy, vibey. That's me, Yeah. Bruv, man used to fucking like get me, other students that, that pissed him off up in the middle of his class and he used to be a boxer so he used to basically, he'd outspar us and hurt us. Like in the middle, the middle lane of the classroom, like in front of everyone to put you down. Like because that's like, you know, so, so because of all of this shit, like um, yeah, man needed some kind of therapy because like, you know, I'd go home and it'd be like, yeah, school is school. Now you're meant to be doing what your teachers are telling you. Yeah. Like, like, you know, there is no question about that. Like, you know, oh yeah, what, you lot were lucky anyway, because you lot don't you lot didn't get the cane and you lot didn't get these sorts of things. So it's like, okay, well what I'm dealing with is minor. So I can't really say nothing or talk talk about it. And also when you're when you're young and you're and you're male, things are harder to talk about anyway. That all the teachers done all that shit because they kicked me out because they couldn't cope with me. So they asked me to politely leave early. <laughs> you know? Like, How old were you? Um nearly fifteen. Okay. So, did you, did you, so GCSEs then? You, I'm, under, I'm as uneducated as they come from. Did you? Okay. So did, did you? Have you got? What? Have you got any grades? No. Really? <laughs> no, bro. Because they wouldn't let me. When I was a kid, I hated it all. I hated it all, and I wanted to be out of it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't read. I didn't do anything like that because no one helped me showed me the enthusiasm so I didn't do any of it I didn't really pick up a book until I had a child did any adults ever show enthusiasm towards your writing um you know family will always support it if that's yeah. what you like to do cool crack on yeah like, you know we don't get it but like that's what you like to do <laughs> like you know if it yeah. makes you happy like you know but otherwise no 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 adults did because because it was like you know also as well 
what I find is, um, and what I always found was actually like when people would ask you about these things and then you tell them the truth and it would perplex them so much because they don't know how to deal with it that they would basically ignore it and wipe their brain clean and walk away because they don't want to deal with it because yeah, that's not, their defensive mechanism their world, they can't they true. can't they can't comprehend what they're like what the, what this goes on here nah i f- i find it hard to com- comprehend that's countrywide bro think of all them ones that fucking like all them teachers fucked up and turned these people from like innocent people that had that had a blank canvas to I'm locking off this canvas and I'm going to fuck everyone over that I ever see possible because that's been like cuz mm. that's how they've been treated uh, it's it makes me so angry. If there was like listening to this at all, if there was like a younger you, you know, like a, a, anyone younger listening to this who started writing and was trying to work out what they were doing or, or what, uh, if, is there any advice? It could be as broad as you want. It could be it could be anything you want that you would give. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote something about that. Whether I'll be able to read it clearly, that's always a different matter because I never do the reading too well. But um. Uh, It's called Letter to My Younger Self. As Inja starts reading, I realise something. He's doing exactly the same thing as that De La Soul rap I was listening to before. He's taking someone that's important to him and writing a personal dedication. A poem for an audience of one. And that one is Inja himself as a kid. No one is more in need of your love than you. Trust should be equal, mutual, shared, never one-sided. You are the only one judging you. Being so hard on yourself makes everything worse. Labels are only for the ones that don't get it. It's not your fault. Looking different, being withdrawn only goes unnoticed if you hide. Don't hide. Stop hiding. Step back. Smile more. It's beautiful. It's alright to not be okay. Free yourself. Talk to people. You'll make it to here. Look at you. You're so worth it. The ones that believe are the roses from the concrete. They'll stick out. I believe in you. I know your strength. I'm right here. I always will be. I'm trying to write this track at the moment about these people that have been important to me. And I've got a beat that I'm working two on it and maybe if we try and look at a few of these like 12 bar bits and looking at if I, there are any points where I'm doing these lines that are too you know if we could find like mm-hmm. zoom in on something and go right yeah there's an example of a line that we could maybe like tweak or yeah. I could look at and like, make it smoother or something that might be kind of cool yeah okay can we can we do that in the kitchen so I can wash up yeah. and I can marinate food and all the rest of it I'm not going to become between you and the no nah, bro no 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 we're doing work. all the work no nah, <laughs> no nah, man, man, man multitask bro I am like so let's take this stuff. So our friends Kath and Daz, um, I've got a bit for them that I wrote. So um, it says, Architects of Gristival, love unconditional, never metro retrobrates with such selfless principles. That feels quite long. Yes. Um, you so you don't the need the, again, you so. don't need the, before you put the beat on, you don't need the never met. Because you are describing them from the off. So start the thing again and take out the never met. No beat. Architects of Gristable, love unconditional. Two reprobates with such selfless principles. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
You make the greatest bacon, blatant vegans in the making. If your dreams came true, every home will have a chicken coop. Slow down, slow down. So, that, so, so let's go for it two line at a time. Okay, so Architects of Gristable. Yeah. Love unconditional. Boom. Two reprobates with such selfish principles. Boom. Make the greatest bacon. So there's, there's quite... That's that's the next line that you need to trim down. With such so, selfish principles. Make... That, yeah, it's the make the... Yeah. So say them lines as they are. Uh... Make the greatest bacon, blatant vegans in the making. Why don't you say, got the greatest bacon, vegans in the making? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's getting so much You better. see, sometimes you might not even need the got the greatest bacon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the greatest bacon, vegans in the making. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, cause it's like you know, it's like, yeah. Getting get the space yeah. is not a problem. It's just it's just make, becoming comfortable with how to use the space. I'm not sure about this line. If your dreams came true... Every home would have a chicken coop. Stop if dreams came true. Yeah, yeah, don't need to have your do it. And a lot of this, it it feels like taking what's quite a loose, many-syllable phrase and crunch, like ripping out bits that aren't essential and crunching it, collapsing it down into itself. It's almost like kind of like condensing it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's condensing it, but it's, it's, it, it just makes it solid. Yeah, you know? and it, and it solidifies it, and it makes it easy to deliver, and it makes it easier to deliver. Not that it's not that anything's yeah. easy to deliver, but it just that makes will it... help me with my confidence as well because I feel like maybe having less confident syllables that I'm uttering within the lines that are not necessary. If that implicitly like weakens my voice, well, it does the track as well. of course it does because it takes fucking energy and breath, bruv. Like anything that takes away energy and breath, that is complicating it. Because, like, for example, breath is such a more write, integral part of this, isn't it? Which, which, which goes back to the one thing that I've been saying that you need more in everything, which is. Uh, you said confidence. Wasn't no, it? no, no. But in the words, in the writing, in between the lines, what do we need? Oh, we need space. How do you breathe if you don't have space? Yeah. yeah. After nearly an hour of cutting my lyrics down, I read out what's left to injure. And it sounds much better. What I found is the Mark Grist that can rap on beat. I feel you were trying too hard. All you have to do is stop projecting yourself so much and be calmer. You can still be a character, but not actually. You don't have to put that much energy into it. You can be as much as a focal point um, as anyone that shouts or raises their voice loudly without doing that. And that entails... It's like teaching. <laughs> you know, you know. It's just, it's just you, you don't look at it that way. That's wicked, man. Thank you so much for, for these ideas. I'm going to keep working on these. Um, how we're crunching it down is really useful. I'm going to try and get them crunched down and then I'll, I'll try and record them and see how they come out. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to give you the feedback. Yeah, cool. I'll ping them over to you and we'll, we'll see how they go. It's been cool, though. Oh yeah. man, yeah, honestly, I feel much more confident. It'd be interesting to see what it does to my writing, just doing this crunching technique and mm -hmm. kind of like thinning things out. Because you do it when you're writing poetry, don't you? Yeah, I do. But also when I'm writing poetry, I don't have to... You haven't got the structure that you've got to fit it into. Yeah, yeah. You haven't got the 4-4 four, four connection. Like, <laughs> like... Yeah, and it's, so it's just kind of feeling comfortable with that. Um, and also knowing that I'm not... don't have to be the best. But also it's kind of going, look, I'm just, I'm learning, let's enjoy it. Um, well, learning should be enjoyable and our fight with perfection is that, is that basically you don't need to be the best, you just need to better yourself. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I, I've been That's doing. That's the today. whole fucking point of it. Yeah. Like, the whole point of it is, yeah, wicked. If we all want to fucking run around and act like we're the fucking best, then that's just that's just pure ego. Yeah. And actually, if we want to better ourselves, then in bettering ourselves, we we become a better self, which 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 yeah. in turn people gravitate to because you are looking at self improvement rather than I'm just going to fucking flatten everyone because I'm fucking I should be the king of the castle. Fuck off, dickhead. No one needs to chat. No one wants to chat to that guy. Like, or if they do, they'll chat to him for the two seconds that he's king till someone else comes off and fucking snatches that crown. You'd make a good teacher. Oh. You'd make a good teacher. Swearing aside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's me instantly marked out. The swearing ain't never aside. Dude. Hey, well, And so here we are two weeks later. I've followed Indra's advice and I've recorded three new verses for three different audiences. See what you think. When my car's battered, you could paint a canvas with your language. Brandishing the parts and my wrist gets a slapping. Uncle Bulgaria, oilier, swearier. Dodgy is a prefix, finest pirate in the area. It's only because of you I got Lucy her first car. Seeing you reminds me I never work hard. Banging and clattering, cheeks lit like radishes. Car stacked, yard packed, don't know how you manage it. Santa with an oil can, winter you're our saviour. Each car you've let me has Chris Rear in the CD player. Doesn't matter, there's a hundred guys nearer. Meant the world when you brought your wife to the theatre. Mark, yeah. how do you make all that go? Is it alright? Yeah, yeah it's good. brilliant. Yeah. That is it. That is you. Architects of Cristobal, love unconditional. Two reprobates with such selfless principles, you make the greatest bacon. Vegans in the making, when dreams come true, each house will have a chicken coop. Proper northern, always snorting over curry. Talk me round the houses, but I never feel hurried. Switch up your personas, play Mulder and Scully, always snooping in the dark. Turned reconnaissance to art, you mastered the wind, made a line from a pug. Hit crypto bingo, such kindness to us. I know it's isolating and some Londoners are mugs, but keep driving north. You're surrounded by love. That's about us. That, what you're saying is about us. Is that it? <laughs> uh, yes. You're a grumpy little diamond, more rigorous than I am, penning lines that open minds, leave the year nine silent. Because of you, I learned to put my heart into my writing, plus a wealth of words leaked in that my wife rolls her eyes at. Fenland professor, last of a dying breed, writing your own storm, write your thoughts in a minor key. We've been out on tours, big and small, even when I've been exhausted. You're warbling from high up on your tractor. Sometimes it gets sad that the world won't meet your standards, but I'm thankful for that candle, for that hoodie that caught. I know you'll smash it abroad in your red Hasselhoff shorts. Always there for me, I ought to be thanking you more. They're sopping at me. Really nice one, though. Bless you. Appreciate that. It's real nice. Uh, yeah, you're getting better, man. Yeah, yeah, you're getting better. It's about time, isn't it? Took you long enough. Next time on Mark Can't Rap. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> you got your own style going on there. I don't like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't write a song with uh, no meaning or with like stuff that I hadn't done. I don't know like why you're writing it. Write about something that's very close to your heart and just see how that goes and what comes out of it. This podcast was written by me, Mark Grist, and produced by Ross Sutherland. Uh, you can listen to Ross's podcast, Imaginary Advice, online as well. We've attached a link in the description to the show.
This podcast is supported by Arts Council England. Thanks for listening.